Welcome to Inclusion Matters, produced by the Center for Inclusive Child Care, aka the CICC. We're located at inclusivechildcare.org. Welcome to Inclusion Matters, a podcast of the Center for Inclusive Child Care. I'm Cindy Croft, Director of the Center, and I'm here once again with our inclusion specialist, Priscilla Weigel. Welcome, Priscilla. Thanks for having me. So excited to be here today because what we're going to do is start a series on uh, temperament traits mm-hmm. young ch- and young children. And it will, it's very interesting. I love to talk about temperament with providers and, and professionals. So we'll have some stories to share and um, also talk about some of the different ways that temperament can affect behavior. And what we maybe what we thought we'd start out with for our listeners is just catching everybody up on what the ten temperament traits are. Great. And so what I thought I'd do is just refresh everybody's uh, memory. And so first, I thought we'd just talk about these that. Temperament traits were first uh, first um, brought out by um, researchers in the 1960s, and their activity level, which uh, in every temperament trait, there's a spectrum, mm-hmm. so they go from low to high. Mm-hmm. Regularity, adaptability, um, approach and withdrawn, of course, is that uh, how children respond to new things, mm-hmm. new places. Intensity, so that's about children's energy. Distractibility, mood, and then the last three are persistence, which is children's ability to stay with something or stick to it. We sometimes call it stick to itiveness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, sensory awareness is the ninth, and then uh, people have added a tenth um, uh, uh, temperament trait called emotional sensitivity, and that's really about how sensitive uh, people are or children are to one another's feelings. Mm -hmm. So within the context of those 10 temperament traits, some of them have more relevance when we talk about uh, behaviors that people in early childhood deal with and some of sometimes the challenges that they Mm -hmm. are, are working with when children are maybe on the low end or the high end of the spectrum with some of these temperaments. Mm-hmm. And I think that, too, something to always remember is we all have a temperament style. We have, I mean, it's part of who we are. So to try to change that in a child, is not it's not going to happen. What we need to do is look at those traits and say, where does this child fall on that spectrum or that range? And then how can I help them choose behaviors or coping mechanisms to deal with things when their temperament is maybe butting heads with someone else's temperament, or perhaps the provider or the teacher or the the uh, caregiver is butting heads with, the, you know, your temperament is opposite of that child's or very similar, and it's it, it's interesting to look at your own temperament. Exactly. Well, and it's really for me, it's it's really fascinating when you talk about temperament being how people or children are wired. Mm-hmm. So it's really part of their genetics, yep. part of who they are as little people, how you are as a person. And so we kind of think about it sort of being half and half, uh, half how you come into this world naturally, and then also how the environment's impacting um, the way you react to mm-hmm. things. So so that's, that's exciting because we all react to things uh, based on who we are, but also uh, there can be tweaks here and there and adaptations, which is why that's really, uh, to me, important to the child care and early education world because we can make tweaks for children yes. who may be on one end of the spectrum 
that help them, you know, um, have a, maybe sometimes an easier time, uh, even though their temperament may sometimes be uh, more challenging in some ways mm-hmm. in terms of them making friendships or right. uh, their interactions. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Oh, it's it's really it's it, it's good information for all of us to review. I think regularly to remind ourselves that every child is wired differently. Exactly. And so what we thought we'd have the listening audience kind of try to do right now is think about themselves. And uh, we've listed some of the, 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 ma- the ten major temperament traits and kind of think about for themselves uh, which temperament traits they have and where they, oh, they all have, they're all on, they all have a temperament trait, but where they are kind of on uh, that spectrum in each of those temperament traits. And which of those temperament traits have most greatly affected maybe their relationships, um, their jobs perhaps. Mm-hmm. And we all can kind of think about, for instance, when I think about temperament, um, I have high activity level. And so that's impacted mm-hmm. me throughout my life. Mm-hmm. I can remember experiences in school where perhaps I, you know, sometimes got into trouble, but other times I might have had a teacher who really saw that and used it sure. to my advantage. Right. Um, you know, perhaps uh, distractibility is another one of my um, temperament traits where I'm on the higher end. So I need to, I have found ways that I can uh, manage that so that I may be doing a lot of things at once mm-hmm. to kind of feed into that distractibility piece. Sure. And so we all recognize some of our temperament traits, and most of us as, as adults have found ways to make adaptations to right. make those temperament traits work. So, so, and maybe you could share some examples as well. Well, when you look, like just the last one that you listed, the emotional sensitivity, I tend, as a, as a child, I was very sensitive to others' feelings and how their, their feelings impacted me. You know, just that kind of being on the verge of tears for some parts of my day and just that whole sensitivity piece. Um, one thing, too, that I think we to, when we look at our temperament style, and as you were saying, as an adult you know what you need to create kind of that balance throughout your day and and you know that these are important traits that you have that you cannot change but how do you cope with them and when we look at children they don't have the skills to do that Mm -hmm. they're not able to just say oh you know what I am an intense I have an intensity uh, you know my temperament style is intense when I look at how I react to things and things like and and when other people are doing something I maybe come at it with a more intense level of um, determination or whatever, they can't sit and say to themselves, well, let's look at how I should tweak that a little bit. So it's our job as the adults in their world to say, boy, I can see this in this child. I can see that this is a challenging part of the day for them just in who they are and how they're wired. What can I do to provide those buffers? Or what can I do to provide modeling for different choices on how to deal with challenges or frustrations? Or So it's really our job to help them navigate that road. And I think we forget that. We just make these assumptions sometimes that they're going to figure it all out on their own or they already have. And they haven't. I mean, young children, this early childhood piece of life, they're just practicing everything. Right. Everything. And so to think that they're going to be expert at, at this at their young age, it's, it's unrealistic completely. Exactly. And I think we've talked a lot in our podcasts about um, different kinds of environmental um, practices that we just want to have in place mm-hmm. that help children across 
all temperaments, uh, quiet spaces, right, for instance, right. for children who we want them to learn uh, to regulate themselves so that they, they may decide, oh, I need to take a break. A child with high intensity begins, we want them to begin to recognize when their body is getting sort of hot, you know, is really, whew, they're really Revved getting up, up yeah. there and revving themselves mm-hmm. up so they can take a break. Mm-hmm. And they, they aren't going to use language like high intensity, but we want them to be able to bring themselves down with, sure. with, with things like that. Children who have uh, regularity is one of the temperament traits, who are less regular in their overall um, functions of mm-hmm. how their body works. You know, we want to have things like a, a routine, uh, visual um, supports yeah. that help children begin to learn more of a biological regulation. Mm-hmm. So those things that we have just as a matter of common practice in our programs help children's right. uh, temperament as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but what we, I think what we're really wanting to get to in this first podcast is just to have people who are listening to us think about how they've learned to live with their own temperament. Mm-hmm. And then let's look at the children we work with and how, how how are we helping them accept who they are and really be able to live with their temperaments as well? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that can be tricky because sometimes we children begin to feel that they're not accepted sure. or even failures, which is mm-hmm. so tragic at three and a half. Right. To feel like, wow, I don't, I'm not. I, I people don't like me. I'm not a good person because I'm so busy all the time. Right. But and the wow. teachers are all, and the you know the, the grown-ups are always telling me to slow down, or you know stop and and stop thinking and you know take a break. Do you know constantly just that, where you feel like you're a bull in a china shop, really. Exactly. And we don't want children to to feel that. We want them to be able to understand. Wow, I like to move. What can I do when I feel like I really need to move? I can maybe go for a walk around the room and look at what other kids are doing or maybe I can go find something to do that's quiet or maybe I can listen to a story tape or maybe I can use that quiet area but my body still needs to move so I can go to an adult and say I feel like I need to do some moving Exactly. and that adult can help that child make appropriate options within the setting exactly. whether it means go jump on the mini tramp that you have in the corner or maybe you say you know what? we're gonna go out to the playground and just run because exactly. it feels good, and that's a good thing to do right now, and I can tell your body needs that. And I think what we're talking about is really honoring each child, mm-hmm. you know, for yeah. who, who they are as individuals, and also recognizing that somebody was probably somewhere, we hope, in our lives right. and helped us uh, recognize that we had value for our own temperament. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so we want to value each and every child we work with. Not try to change them into somebody that they're not, right. but help them be successful. They may have a temperament trait that is going to um, be a challenge for them in some way, and we want to help them learn these tools for their toolboxes mm-hmm. so that they can, in fact, be successful across settings, make friends, mm-hmm. have good relationships, but not say you can't be this kind of child that you naturally are. Right, right. Um, I, if if listeners are interested, um, they can Google or go to their go to uh, the internet and look for temperament scales. Yeah, and they could download a temperament scale if they're if they'd like to 
do a sorter on themselves. Sure. It's really eye-opening. And then kind of look at the kids that you work with and think, wow, I, this really opens my eyes to where I am and then where this child is mm-hmm. or all of the children, you know, in my program. And it's nice for um, professionals to realize that sometimes if you're on the more intense side, and you're working with maybe one or two children who are more on the intense side, there might be some clashes mm-hmm. because of that. Sure. And wow, oh, when once you realize that, whew, it's liberating. Sure. It's, and, and, and conversely, you might have a few kids that really are on the low end of intensity or activity level. And so you feel like you're constantly dragging these kids out and saying, come on, let's do this, let's do when really they need to have some downtime, they need to have that balance. So it is, it's really helpful to look at your temperament traits and where you fall on that range and then also how that relates to the kids that you spend time with, whether it's your own children or you know your, your spouse, your siblings. It really is great information. Exactly. And I think our takeaway... Uh, from this podcast is that um, you know every child is unique every child is different and we want to learn about each child so that we can help them be as successful as they possibly can Mm -hmm. while honoring who they are and honoring who we are ourselves Mm -hmm. as well and so what we'd like to do for our listeners in the next few podcasts podcasts is look at some of the really specific uh, temperaments and offer some strategies sure. that we have found mm-hmm. in working with young children. And, and also, too, just in closing in this um, podcast, just reminding all of you out there, too, to share this information with parents when you get an opportunity because I think it's it's very helpful for parents to understand where their child is coming from and that it's not just them trying to make you know, the grown-up's life miserable. It's it's how they react to the world. And so how can we equip them to do that, still honoring who they are and what they need, but also giving them some guidelines as to, you know, this. yes, I see this makes you angry, but your anger is this big. We need to get it to be this big because, you know, a tower tipping over is not this big. You know, so just helping them gauge that is helpful for them to, to meld into the world a little bit more easily and have better days. Excellent. Thank you, Priscilla. I'm really excited about the next few podcasts we'll be doing together. That's all for now. See you next time.